hey, this is Hunter Thompson, the host of the Cashflow Connections Real Estate Podcast and managing principal of ASIM Capital. And you're tuned into Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. The great thing about Cabo is everything's priced in the U.S. dollar. So it's not like um, going into some crazy currency. You know, you're going to be buying and selling and in my case, running out in the U.S. dollar. There's this guy from San Francisco and um, he basically, you know, we're, we're looking at this place and um, he, he gets right to it. And he's like, well, is it risky to buy real estate here? From my perspective, I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, it's, it's kind of risky to go buy real estate in San Francisco right now. And the <laughs> house price is 1.2, 1.3 million dollars. You know, and then you got the whole Corona thrown into it and everything's up in the air. So yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of opportunities to downsize you sell your house in the uh, States, you got a good retirement and moving down to Cabo. And now a word from our sponsor, Work From Home Pod, brought to you by my good friend, Zach Racinger. Thanks a lot, Adam. We're really excited about the opportunity to sponsor Dream Chasers podcast because we know what it's like to chase a dream. We've solved a problem that many people are facing right now, and that's working from home. Our work from home pods are soundproof, temperature controlled, fully illuminated booths that fit in any home, apartment, condo, or we even custom build small office pods for the backyard. Work from home pod provides you with a quiet, comfortable environment right at home. No longer is that barking dog, screaming child, or roommate blending a smoothie at two in the afternoon in their gym shorts in the background of your Zoom call gonna ruin that conference call, break your concentration, or disrupt your presentation. We have one-person Superman or Superwoman booths, two-person booths, four-person booths, and then we can do custom options as well, all of which can be seen on our website, workfromhomepod.com. We're going to help you expense it to your company, and we can offer financing to get you up and running ASAP. Plus, we offer 100% satisfaction guarantee. And because we're such huge fans of the show, if you enter the word DREAM in the promo code at checkout, you're going to receive an additional 25% discount. So keep chasing those dreams and do it in a work from home pod. Thank you, Zach, for that message, guys. Make sure you go check out workfromhomepod.com. And I'm here real quickly to let you know that this is ad spot number two for Dream Chasers. So if you or your firm would like to sponsor the show, we are currently taking on one new sponsor. So if you think that sponsor should be you, please apply. You can do that by reaching out to me at adam at carswell.io and we can continue the conversation there. Thanks, and now let's get to the show. This is Dream Chasers, episode 114, with Fletcher Wheat. Hey guys, hi grandma. This is Adam Carswell, and welcome to Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. On Dream Chasers, we bring next level talent to the light. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's get straight to the interview. Hey guys, this is Adam Carswell, and today I'm joined by Fletcher Wheaton. Fletcher is the founder of Cabo Key. He was born in New Orleans, Louisiana, studied at College of Charleston in Charleston, South Carolina, where he also played collegiate athletics. He was a soccer player, um, and then he continued his studies on the other side of the uh, other side of the world, other side of the globe, to Argentina, where. I'm assuming is maybe where you first started learning how to speak Spanish, Fletcher. I'm not sure. It seems like that's what that's what first got you traveling outside of the U.S. And if you guys can't already tell from the way it sounds, we're going to have an international phone call here today or interview here today. Fletcher, thank you for coming on the show. And do you have any opening remarks for my listeners? 
Thank you, Adam. I've uh, been a longtime listener, so it's a pleasure to be on here. Pleasure to have you. I know we've had this one kind of in the making for a while, so it's cool that we're finally getting a chance to sit down and talk. And actually, you know what? One more thing on your intro. I completely forgot to say it. Fletcher now lives in Cabo. Actually, you're going to have to help me out here. Cabo San Lucas, right? Yeah. And he moved there in 2015. So five years under his belt and um, is, as we mentioned in the, in the topic of today's <laughs> interview, today's episode, he is Mexico's number one real estate import. And you guys are going to get to find out what makes this guy take in the direction he's taking uh, his business. It's, it's really exciting. So Fletcher and I first also got connected through the Cashflow Connections Mentorship Program. He graduated uh, recently and you know got to know myself and uh, Hunter Thompson and a handful of other really, that, you know, that was a really good group of people that came through the, the one that you were in there, Fletcher. So anyways, that's enough out of me. Did you want to maybe share with our listeners again a little bit about your your traveling background and then maybe your experience in the mentorship program as well. My parents basically encouraged travel younger and uh, he had a lot of clients in Latin America and uh, I just naturally started, I played soccer and I hung out with a lot of uh, Latinos and um, that's really where the Spanish started. Um, as soon as I started really living abroad after college too in Argentina as well. But um, that's where I got fluent and then you know, we got into real estate in Cabo almost by accident. It was my dad investing and I just went down for a random weekend and the realtor that ended up selling him his house, Elisa is now my wife. So uh, what turned into like a three day weekend in Cabo is, you know, five years later is uh, me transplanted there, um, working in the real estate industry. Love it. Yeah. It's amazing how your life can just change like that. Right. It's, it's cool how it works. Crazy. Uh, you know, everyone I tell that to is like, man, that's, you know, couldn't, uh, couldn't really uh, wrote that one out. <laughs> Absolutely. So guys, yeah, Fletcher's based out of Cabo and he's doing some really impressive things there. Another thing to note him along with uh, Mo Bina, who was recently on the show as well. And Shah Asan, who did the industrial real estate secrets mini series with me. Just go back real quick too. If you're listening to the show right now, scroll through some recent episodes, you'll see who I'm talking about. Anyways, just like those guys, Fletcher is also a member of the Next Level Mastermind. And, uh, you know, we've really had a, a great time getting to know each other there along with the 17 other uh, members. So, Fletcher, we are now going to step into the Next Level Chamber. So, as I introduced you, you know, I believe fully and confidently that you are Mexico's number one real estate import. 2015 was a good year for Mexico. How did Cabo, I know you just mentioned it actually, but you know, what was it about Cabo that you think drew your, your father there in the first place? Okay. So um, really, and this is one of the clients that I, I look for is my father had, he had put three kids through college, basically had uh, his house paid off, and everything's good, but he, he looks around and he's got probably 95% of his net worth in the stock market and is looking to diversify out of that, right? Basically, he came across a newsletter for international real estate opportunities. And the reason that Cabo was on the list was because Cabo just kind of jumped out of nowhere and I would call it maybe like 2000 and it went from like a sleepy kind of beach area into a destination where you had all these hotels and resorts 
um, come in and really this airport that now gets 500 flights a week, you know, a lot of them from the United States, it's really easy to get to Cabo. You know, uh, you have daily direct flights from multiple cities. So um, it's a great second destination home, you know, for expats that snowbirds, there's a lot of Canadians. Um, but also the great thing about Cabo and other uh, vacation destinations within Mexico is that it's, it, everything's priced in the U.S. dollar. So it's not like um, going into some crazy currency. You know, you're going to be buying and selling and in my case, running out in the U.S. dollar. Cool. Yeah, that's, that's really helpful to know because I know even before we started recording, you and I spoke about what it would look like, you know, hypothetically speaking, if, you know, if we were to, to relocate to Cabo. And I think that based on the prices that you mentioned, that sounds like you know, something comparable to, you could be living basically in paradise for the price of living in Cleveland, Ohio, <laughs> you know, something along those lines. Yeah, exactly. You know, I had, uh, there was this guy from San Francisco and um, he basically, you know, we're, we're looking at this place and um, he, he gets right to it. And he's like, well, is it risky to buy real estate here? From my perspective, I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, it's, it's kind of risky to go buy real estate in San Francisco right now. And, uh, <laughs> house price is 1.2, $1.3 million. You know, and then you got the whole Corona thrown into it and everything's up in the air. So yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of opportunities to downsize. You sell your house in the uh, States, you got a good retirement and moving down to Cabo. So, and I think more people are, are starting to see that too. You know, a lot of the people I talk to talk about just rising property taxes, healthcare costs, et cetera. You know, it just makes it a, and naturally Mexico being a neighbor, you know, it makes it a, a great destination to, to move to. Yeah. And I think one, one common misconception too about Mexico is that it's, you know, it's the danger zone. There's a lot that you have to look out there for cartel, et cetera. And I know at least from any experiences that I've ever had there, it's been nothing even, even close to that. And I look at where you live and I know you post videos and share updates all the time. And it's kind of like, you know, what maybe you would see on, on TV or in the news isn't what it really looks like. I mean, can you attest to that? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm from New Orleans. Um, and New Orleans has always been a pretty dangerous place. I've never really seen it that way. But I feel a lot safer in Mexico than I do in a lot of places in the United States. And look, Cabo is like an anomaly too. It's it's very expat right? You know, the majority of people are going to speak English, but uh, as long as you're minding your own business and going about your life, I haven't really heard of too many people having a problem. You know, now if you're walking through parts of Mexico with a Rolex on and you got, you know, diamonds hanging out, I think anywhere in the world, that's not going to be a smart idea. Right. Right. But um, you have this rhetoric that it's a very dangerous place, you know, and actually uh, I had this conversation with somebody else, you know, Right when um, Trump got in office, you know, it was all about this wall, wall, wall. I would also argue that he's been one of the better things to happen to Mexico because he started this trade war with China and you have all these companies that want to come back and kind of nearshore operations. Uh, so yeah. At the end of the day, I see it as a positive because you have all these companies that are coming back and it's like, am I bringing this to the States? Well, where's the next cheapest market to manufacture? And it's, it's Mexico. And I see a lot of activity with this going on right now. Yeah. Great point. Um, would have never thought of that had you not brought it up. So really looking forward to the second half of this interview. But guys, as I just mentioned, we're now roughly halfway through. So it's about that time. 
Here's a quick sample from your next level track of the week, Down in Mexico by The Coasters. Right, and we're back. And Fletcher just mentioned a topic that you know I'm happy you did because I would have never thought to go into it. But talk a little bit about how um, you know you mentioned the the trade war with China going on, and how a lot of manufacturing has now shifted from China back over to Mexico because of affordability. Now I know Corona has kind of put a damper on everything, but let's just talk pre-Corona. I mean, how was the Mexican economy and really this I guess nation as a whole performing because of that? that changed? Did you see a big difference? Mexico's economy is pretty strong as far as like the, the manufacturing. I know there's been a rhetoric not to, you know, near shore and keep everything in the United States, but Mexico has like, you know, they do a lot of auto manufacturing, a lot of airplane parts. They're doing a lot of electronics. Ironically, right now, I guess we're a lot of the medical devices. Um, oh, yeah. I was reading Seth Klarman's letter and it was, it was talking about how future administrations are going to make sure through all the healthcare costs and what something that's gotten, you know, outsourced has been these medical devices. And here we are in the middle of, you know, a pandemic and we're having to kind of ship in things, you know, and a lot of the medical devices we get, um, the Tijuana and Mexicali area right there below California imports a lot of that into the, uh, the United States. Another thing you mentioned too, I think was, was the healthcare situation. I haven't experienced it firsthand, but you're definitely not the first person that I've heard say, you know, whether, whether it is, you know, healthcare in general or like dental vision, like the doctors and facilities and everything that's for the most part readily available there in Mexico is pretty, you know, top notch. Yeah. So, um, my son was born in Cabo, the hospital that he was born in. And this was at the end, this was December, 2018, that the hospital he was born in was a month old. And it was just, we were almost like the only people in there, but the, the machines, the, the doctors, it was all like state of the art. From my perspective, not only did I feel comfortable, but then you, you start adding in the cost and everything as well. Now, look, I'm not condoning that, you know, you go to Mexico for open heart surgery, <laughs> but you know, when, you, when we start talking about general practitioners and just right. regular doctor checkups and things like that, I've, I've found it to be very affordable and, um, I trust the, the healthcare there. I mean, I even remember, now this is a little bit different as well, but I remember when I lived in Belize, for certain operations, um, a lot of the times people would, you know, they would leave Belize or even I had heard stories of people in Guatemala or other Central American countries, they all go to Mexico 
or Cuba, weirdly enough. Sometimes they would go to Cuba <laughs> for like certain operations. But yeah, it's um, it's a world that I think from what it sounds like could be very similar to what most of our listeners are accustomed to. We just don't realize it because it's like, oh, Mexico, that's a foreign, <laughs> it's a foreign place when really, I mean, as you just mentioned, you know, most of the people that you interact with on a daily basis speak English. Everything's priced in US dollars. I guess let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, so we've got, uh, we'll give two examples. We've got, because I know you can touch on, on your ideal client too. So, man, now I'm thinking, okay, I want you to, to define these three options. So you have one, uh, maybe just someone who's single, who's looking to like move somewhere and, and get away and see the world for, you know, a few months. What, what could they look for? Then two, what would it, just a, a family who's feeling very courageous, who wants to move there and just get out of the, the U.S. or Canada for a little bit, what would, what scenario would you recommend them going into? And then third, you know, what are the average conversations that you're having? What type of people are you looking to work with? You know, who, what are your, what are your clients going for? Okay. And you're talking about like the single family you're talking about within Java or? or yeah. So, and yeah, to clarify, cause I know I just threw a bunch at you. So we'll say someone who's single looking to just see the world, maybe live there for, you know, less than a year. Um, two, what if there's actually, who knows, a single family out there that, that wants to just move there and make that a way of life. And then three, you know, what does your ideal client look like? And with all that, you know, throw some prices in there, tell them how you would handle the process. Okay. Yeah, no. So, uh, I think Cabo needs to do a better job of attracting young talent. You know, a lot of uh, the people that live there now are retired expats. And I mean, some of the houses that you got there, they're just, you know, we're talking about beachfront villas, you know, I generally stay away from that market, but I mean, there are some beautiful places in Cabo. If you're a single person, uh, let's say now you can do remote work. I think Cabo is a great place to go. And if you're looking for, I'd say like, a, generally my rule of thumb is when I look for a property in Cabo to be conservative, I'm going to go 500 a bedroom. If I'm looking at some nicer neighborhoods and things like that, I might jump it up to 600, 700 a bedroom. So if you're looking for like a two bedroom, you know, you could easily get away with a thousand dollars, you know, and then once you get there, you're talking about utilities or way down, things like that. Um, as far as families. So my son the school that he's going to, it's basically, first of all, it's night and day, the prices between what my, my sister has a son that's a year older and, you know, she's going to be paying probably six times uh, what, what wow. we're going to be paying. And, and we're like literally going to the, the nicest school there. The, they have the testing set up to where it's internationally standardized. So like, let's say in six years, we wanted to move to New Orleans or San Antonio he should be able to jump right into that grade because the curriculum is based on that. Not only could you get, you know, a nice place, live in paradise, but, you know, the education there, not only is it, is it great. And Adam, I just told you I was bilingual. I can't really say that I was fully bilingual until I was 27. I think my son is going to be bilingual fully at age seven, you know, whereas I was bragging about it at 27 <laughs> at seven. And that's partly due to the curriculum is going to be English-Spanish, right? Yep. So I think you've got a lot of really good options. And then if you're looking at housing from an affordable standpoint, you can get you know a nice three-bedroom house in Cabo, $250,000, $300,000, you know, if you're not looking like for the beachfront type stuff. And then I'd say my average investor, 
or a buyer in Cabo is usually going to be 45 or older. And some of these are going to be just like my father. They're looking to diversify out. They might've had rental properties in the States. You know, and I have people that literally will buy properties here and just run them out. And then I have some other people that'll buy here and they're going to, they say, Oh, I'm going to go down there all the time. And then they, they don't. And then we just end up running them out for them. Right. But the average person that I get in Cabo is going to be over 45 and uh, just somebody looking for a change, you know, and there's on top of that, there's a lot of people that want to retire there. You know, you've got the sun, great lifestyle. You know, once you get down, if you own a house, the property taxes are way less than what you'd be paying in the States. You know, food, electricity costs are going to be lower. So kind of downsizing in retirement is another client. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and so you, one thing that you guys provide, I guess this is my fault for not digging into it a little bit, but give a, just a quick background on, on your company. And then I think that property management aspect that you just referenced, like, you know, if you do have a buyer or an investor who owns something with you, but they're only there for half the year, you know, how are you cash flowing for them while they're not there? Yeah. So Cabo Key um, was basically set up as a holding company for the investment properties that we have. Basically what we do is outside of that is we'll, we're working on a development right now that's going to be over 300 units in Cabo San Lucas. And, uh, we're going to be selling that out to people that are looking to rent out or live there. And that's the great thing about it is that, you know, if you want to live there and then you want to rent it out after or, you know, live there half the year, there's a lot of people that come down for the winter months and things like that. That's really what we do. We help people find property in Cabo. And then, like I said, a lot of, you know, life throws curveballs. So a lot of people are down there. Then some people want to get down there. And I can tell you from experience, everybody I know that, that has moved down here, like does not regret it. You know, they, they like it and it's a great excuse for family to come visit, you know? Yeah. Uh, and real quick, that, that new uh, development that you're working on, when's that going to be ready? Cause uh, you might see, Myself and my fiance coming down there. <laughs> nice, yeah. So this is uh, it's launching in October, and really it was supposed to be ready before that, but I mean the pandemic has delayed a, a couple things. So really excited about it, man. It's like primo turf in Cabo, overlooking the bay. You know, maybe a seven-minute drive to town, seven-minute drive to the beach, just right in you know ocean view. Really nice. Perfect. Great, great sales pitch. I don't even consider it a sales pitch because it's just like, to me, it's, it's so cool. That's what we got you on the show. That's how we're talking about it. So, all right, Fletch, we're getting ready to wrap things up here. But, you know, real quick before we hop off, one thing that I always like to do is to ask the person being interviewed, if you could give a shout out to one person you've never given a shout out to before, who would that be? I'm going to call out Ronan McMahon. All right. um, and Ronan is an Irish guy. He's a real estate globetrotter. And basically I've, I've met him since then, but he's the guy that wrote the article that got my dad to buy in Cabo, which is how I met my wife and why I'm living there. So Ronan McMahon of realestatetrendalert.com. Nice. Give him some love for being a mentor and very helpful. I love it. I love it. Ronan, greetings from St. John's, Newfoundland, Canada. Happy to meet you. Actually, we have a strong Irish influence here too. So Maybe he knows some people here. Anyways, awesome, Fletcher. Thank you so much for your time today. What if, uh, you know, if anyone listening right now, if there was one single best way 
or preferred way for them to reach out to you? What, what's the best way? Now, my favorite thing is uh, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn daily. So just uh, Fletcher Wheaton on LinkedIn is probably the best way to get in touch with me. Um, I could get my website, but I think uh, we'll just keep it at LinkedIn, Adam. I, I'm pretty active on there. Okay, perfect. And we'll, we'll probably have a link to the website somewhere in the show notes, guys. So keep an eye out for that. But yep, connect with Fletcher on LinkedIn. Uh, great platform to establish some credibility and do business. I think if you're not on LinkedIn, then well, you can still you can still do some business with Fletcher, but we're gonna we're gonna kind of force you on the platform because that's where we that's where we work. <laughs> so, all right, Fletcher, any closing remarks before we get out of here? I appreciate it, Adam. Um, you know, thanks for the time, and um, always, if, if guys, if you're listening to this, you're not connected to Adam. Do it. He's provided a ton of value for me. Great podcast. Thank you for having me on. The honor is mine, Fletcher. And guys, do your best to be like him, be like Fletcher. I know, uh, especially when we first started getting to know each other, I would send this guy like a different interview to check out every other day. And he'd always get back right away and be like, oh, like I like this or I like that. I'm like, all right, this guy is, is driven and he's ready to learn and take it to the next level. So boom, that's the name of the game. Thank you for tuning into Dream Chasers, interviews with the future. We will catch you in the next episode. And as we just said, remember, in all you think, say, and do, Take it to the next level. Thank you so much for investing your time with us here today. Quick call to action. If you enjoyed today's show, please be sure to share, subscribe, or leave us a rating. It really helps a ton with the SEO and visibility of the show. Thank you guys once again. And remember, take it to the next level.